Welcome to the Penny Bloom Podcast. Ain't another place that has got more bombast. Rump past your mom, dad's listening to Tomcast. Talking everything that make you sad. We don't want that. We're here to make you smile. Put your mind at ease. Peace, love, and bloom, and always praise Keanu Reeves. This what we about. Get some weed and now. We'll talk until we can't no more, and then we peace and out. Alright, let's go. Penny Bloom Podcast. It's the Penny Bloom Podcast. Penny Bloom Podcast. everybody hello everybody hello everybody hello everybody welcome in to the penny bloom podcast tis i colton robertson and today i am joined by joseph george what's up homie what's up what up it's always a pleasure to be here oh and it is always a pleasure to have you especially today for the last of like for the last time we are covering a new comic book movie on the main show uh Black Panther Wakanda Forever released this weekend. Uh, We both saw it. We both enjoyed it. Mm -hmm. It's time we talk about it. Uh, And I say say that because our comic book movie project is coming up. We're doing every single comic book movie, DC and Marvel-wise, since Batman 66. Uh, And we're doing them in order of chronological release. And, you know, any new comic book movies that come out after this one... They're just going to have to wait until they come up in the in the project. We will talk about them just on patreon.com slash Bloom. So this is the last time. This is the last time for a while that you get a wow. you get a new comic book movie on the main show. Yeah, this this episode would be scheduled to release in about July of 2025 for Relative Sake. Yeah, so quite a bit, quite a while. A lot of time there. Long ways down the road, Black Panther Wakanda Forever will be in the project. Uh, and that's why it's important we talk about it now, you know? We 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 get the new, the fresh off of it discussion, and we'll get the one where it's been out for three years and be like, all right, how are we feeling about it three years later? So That's crazy to say. Yeah. Yes, it We'll is. see how we feel about it three years down the line. We're going to start, we're going to start spoiler free. Uh, try to keep it vague for as long as possible. Whenever we do, we do start to dig into spoilers. We'll warn you. We'll let you. We'll let you get the fuck out of here. Um, but yeah, we're talking Wakanda forever. Uh, man, this was a, this was a good movie. I uh, I had a shitty theater experience. It really like it, and it really hindered my first viewing of it. Like I came out of that theater, and I was not completely satisfied. I won't Dang. lie. Like. Yeah. Uh, I was like, ah, man, I don't think that movie was everything I wanted it to be or expected it to be. And then I've sat with it for what is two days now. And I look back on the movie itself and I keep thinking. Oh, I can't I can't really tell you a thing I didn't I didn't like about the movie. You know what I'm saying? Like uh, it's doing this opposite thing that uh, Mm. like Thor Love and Thunder did for me. I came out that theater and I was like, yeah, yeah, I really liked that. Mm. And okay. I, and like a couple of days later, I was like, it was solid. It was all right. Mm. It was pretty good. Uh, it's doing the opposite. It's just, it's climbing for me. Mm. It's climbing for me. It's doing, it's doing really well. Um, that is a good difference between like uh, Thor and this is Thor felt more of like a, 
an immediate enjoyment movie. If I need immediate enjoyment, like, sure, I can watch Thor, have a fun time. It's going to be fun. Right. But a movie that's, like, just good and that will be emotionally good forever or for a lot longer than Thor Love and Thunder can be good for, I'd say. Yeah. Uh, This this movie was made, yeah, it was, was... Made for different reasons. Um, and it, it came through, you know. One of the Yeah, I uh I did I did cry a couple of times. It didn't keep me crying the way I thought it would. And that no. I do I do yeah. I do partially owe that to my theater experience, but I uh mm-hmm. and I'll get in, more into that with the spoiler territory because like some of the moments yeah. where I was most disturbed were some of the most emotional moments of the movie. Um Eesh, yeah, it's, it's... it was just like God. This kid couldn't have had worse timing. For the like, I w- I'll, I'll explain. I uh, I, I had a child who was roughly three or four years old sitting in the row in front of me, and the, this this child's parents definitely wanted to be there, and I support. Uh, like, I was like, "Fuck yeah!" You know, I I, I fuck with the fact that you want to see this movie. Um, I went to a nine thirty a.m. showing. It's the it's the morning. It's the butt fuck morning. Uh, this kid woke up and came to the movie theater. She didn't want to be there. She didn't want to be there. Uh, and she nine made it, she made 30, it our problem. 9.30 and they yeah. brought a kid. Yes. Wow. That's, that's even worse than like at night. I don't know. Like at night, maybe you can't find a sitter or you can't, you know, something just like, geez. That's yeah, even worse, like, man. Well, and like I, I was like, I have no beef, you know. I think it's important. Mm-hmm. Like she was, a, she was a, she was a little girl, you know. I think it's impo- like this was a specifically a good movie, I think, for for young girls to see. But you know, the young girl has to want to see it. Uh, <laughs> this young girl didn't didn't pay attention to this shit one one lick of a bit. So like Damn. I was like, all right, uh, you know. I so I, I mean, though, I mean, yeah. even though I, I had a pretty good, I had. No problem with my theater experience. There might have been one conversation that happened a little bit too long um, during one part of the movie. Um, like, that was, like, it. Like, maybe some some people started talking a little bit too much during one part, but, like, never during a, a super crucial part or anything like that. But, like, as far as, as, far as the emotional part went, I thought I was going to cry way more going into this movie. Not yeah. to say that it's not... The movie's definitely emotional. Like, yeah, it you will get emotional no matter what. I feel. Uh, hopefully, you do. Um, yeah, and I mean, if you if you don't, I mean, like, uh, you're just you're just one of those people who can't who can't cry. Mm. Like that's that's the thing. Like, there are parts of this movie that are they are emotionally riveting. It it by all accounts should make you cry at certain points. Mm-hmm. Um. And if if you don't, that's I think it's just a personal thing. It's nothing nothing against the movie necessarily, but uh, yeah, it was a it was a damn good movie. You know, mm. it was it was emotionally riveting. The way Letitia Wright stepped into the uh, stepped into the role of Shuri and elevated her role from the first one was nuts. Oh yeah, um, you know, like uh, the first one, she's solid, she's fun, she's a cool character, but she's obviously not the main character, and I'd argue she's probably not even second or third on the bill. In the, no. in the first movie, you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, to elevate to the lead actress in the movie in the sequel, it, she, uh, she absolutely bodied it. 
she was an she put on an incredible performance. Angela mm-hmm. Bassett as uh, Ramonda with just another. She's she never she doesn't miss. She's Angela Bassett. I mean, but this was just a special special kind of performance from her. And, yeah, that's uh, definitely something that's not lacking in the movie is the performances. I I can't really think of any one person where I was like, man, they could have, I guess, done a little better than no, they did. Yeah. Um, this shit was crazy. This shit was like the performances across the board. Like this is uh and that's what's been awesome to me is like the further removed from it, the more I'm like, oh, this really might be an all time great Marvel movie. Mm. Um you I know, was it, um, right out of it, I thought, okay, top ten Marvel movie immediately was my gut. Mm. And then I looked at the tier list, which we'll probably get to later, and I was like, okay, it could be. It is either in there or on the border, I feel. Um, is kind of where it is. There's not much wiggle room. It's either ten or near it somewhere. Is where I'm kind of feeling now. So you're you're leaning fuck yes. Yeah. If a gut, yeah. I mean, I'm I. Okay. Well, because I'm gonna tell you something, uh, and I'll get more into this later. I came straight out of the movie. I sent you like my MCU letterbox rating thing. Mm-hmm. It was at seven. Mm-hmm. That's changed. Okay. I won't. I won't elaborate on mm. how it changed. Ooh. And, um, but it has changed. It's already moved for me, and it's uh, like I, I I keep thinking about the way this movie looked. Ryan Coogler directed his fucking ass off here. Like it was a, it was a very very good looking film. The my like one gripe is that you know in the first movie, the score was ever present, and I love Ludwig Göransson's score for Wakanda and the Black Panther. He does great; he doesn't miss. And I was disappointed with that first one because they didn't use songs from the Black Panther inspired album enough. Annoyed mm. with this movie because they used the Black Panther album, the music inspired by the album or by the movie too much. I feel like they should have gone with Ludwig Göransson's score in more mm. moments than they did. Um, it was kind of lacking, yeah. The classic drums or the, yeah. The, man, yeah, I don't know. Now, now that you say that, that. There was a part at the beginning of the movie, though, where you see them flying into Wakanda, and, you know, you got the classic, like, uh, just nothing but this this choral voice coming through the... Hey, hi. Mm. Oh, I can't do it good because I'm not a singer um, and white. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's uh, like that shit. I was like, fuck, yes, we're back in the thick of it. You know what I'm mm. saying? Like, it wasn't until like. Like, I don't know, I was uh, my theater experience did affect me. Like, there's just there's just no fucking doubt because like I came out of that movie low key. Disappointed. Um, and, and, and even so I went straight to like my 2022 movie ranking thing. Top five went, went to the, uh, went to the MCU ranking. It was seventh. And I was like, okay, well clearly I wasn't that disappointed with the movie. What, what the fuck was I thinking? Like my gut yeah. just, it really, I, mean, I can, 
definitely say without a doubt that it is the best Marvel movie to come out this year. That's for sure. It's I think no it's probably it's it's the best Marvel movie post. Ooh, that's a good question. Post Endgame. Include okay. Shang Chi. Okay, it's definitely better than Thor: Love and Thunder. Let's just go backwards. It's better than Thor: Love and Thunder. It's better than better Doctor than Strange. Yeah, yeah. It's better than Doctor Strange. No, it's, I, I it's better made than No Way Home. Um, yeah, and I'd argue, I'd argue, story wise, it's better than. That. Yeah, it's just, it's better. It's just it's the hype of No Way Home, Home was yeah. just so hype. Um, it's better. Um, yeah, the uh, the places where I was getting hung up is I think story wise, it's better than Eternals, but uh, visually, I think Eternals is one of the most stunning, stunning movies. Eternals is just ag like finds. And I love it because I remember coming out of that movie being so confused as to why anyone hated it. I was like, oh, oh yeah. my God, this was like one of the cool, this was all brand new stuff, completely mm. new. And I'm like, I love this stuff. It's, that's tough to say if this movie is better than that or not. I don't, I don't know if I can comfortably say it's better than Eternals yet. Shang-Chi? It's closer to Shang Chi than it than it is Eternals, and Shang Chi's good. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, see, I I did a Phase Four ranking on again on my Letterboxed, and what I've had at the top of it for enjoyment since forever is Wandavision. Mm-hmm. That's been my that's been my top one Phase Four thing. Okay, there's no doubt. Um, it's not anymore. What really? Yes. Yeah. Wakanda, Wakanda forever. Yeah, makes enjoyment un- wise. Enjoyment wise. Yeah. I don't. I don't. I, when it comes to the letterbox shit, I'm not going to do critical rankings and stuff. I'm like, I'm here to list my favorite shits. Uh, and I think. Uh, well, another thing that's really affected that is that I've been reading just a ton of Black Panther. I've like ever since I started reading comics, I consistently come back to Black Panther. He's the mm. T'Challa is my most read character. I've I've read more T'Challa books, Black Panther books than I have anything else. And uh the way this book pays homage to to comic book elements and it's really rewarding if you've read a lot of Black Panther comics. And uh one of the things that made me kind like one of the things I thought about was the reason I come back to Black Panther comics a lot is not just because I love T'Challa's Black Panther. I absolutely do. He has far and away the most compelling slate of side characters. Um, mm. Like, think about this okay. movie. This movie yeah. is Shuri, Okoye, Ramonda, Nakia. You couldn't you couldn't pull a sequel off to the first one without the without like Steve Rogers. I guess is the second best example because you got Falcon and the Winter Soldier and you got that sort of thing. But even then, I don't I don't like uh. I don't know. I don't think I don't think you have a slate of of characters around a character like you do in Black Panther. And I think part of that is because the whole country around him. Exactly. Like a whole hidden country. Whole, Civilization. Yeah, whole, yeah. Yeah, a whole fucking history around him and it's uh and it's honestly so what makes this movie way cool like even cooler is we get another like completely that's is that spoiler? I mean, it's in the trailer. No, it's in the I trailer. Like got, so, okay, we haven't yeah. even talked on it yet. Tina Huerta um, as Namor. Whoa, dude. ooh, that that people weren't lying about this man being one of the best MCU villains of all time. Like this is, is he, 
hoping he's sticking around because yeah, his performance was a lot better than I thought it was going to be. I was just, I don't know why I didn't, I was just like, okay, he's the villain. I kind of just put him off to the side because I'm like Black Panther, Black Panther. I'm way more focused mm-hmm. on the good yeah. side here. But um, they make you focus on them more. But, like they whoa, spend a lot of yeah. time with him. He he did really well, and he's super cool. He's way cooler than I thought he um, ever Dude, could be. And like, like that's that's yeah. a character I want to see more of, like bad. Ooh, like uh, when it came to like Phase Four villains or twenty twenty two comic book villains, even people have been asking who's the best twenty twenty two comic book villain, and they're listing. You know, Riddler from the Batman, Scarlet Witch and Multiverse of Madness, Gore the God Butcher and Thor Love and Thunder, and uh, and this one, Namor in Wakanda Forever. And I I have no doubts it's Namor in Wakanda Forever, you know? I think the Riddler is the only one that gives him a run for his money. But even then, I don't give a shit. I don't give a shit about Riddler the way I do, the way I do Namor. Uh, you know, when, it, when I came out of the Batman, I thought the Riddler was the weakest link in the movie. I come out of Wakanda forever. One of the strongest aspects of the movie was no more. I'd um, say to give Thor anything is gore. That would be like kind of the coolest thing I think that we got out of Thor mm-hmm. Love and Thunder is gore. But yeah, no, Namor is still like gore doesn't touch Namor really. I come out like I want to see more of Namor. I want him oh, yeah. in ev- like I hope he comes up and just – I don't know Anything in what way. Can. Yeah, I just I want to see him more can. of him. Gore, I was like, okay, I got a really nice complete story with him. It was it was beautiful. Christian Bale did a fantastic job. I was I was content. You know, I'm okay. like, all right, move on. But here, I'm like, no, no, give me more, give me, name keep more. Tinoch Huerta around, bro, because this was fucking fantastic. Like, mm-hmm. uh, I and the visuals they used when we were in Talacan, you know, like uh, the whole civilization they built out there is fucking beautiful. Just mm. fucking gorgeous, dude. And uh we got we got a lot of predictions right about this movie and we'll save that more for the uh save that more for the uh spoiler mm. stuff, but uh hey, something with that civilization you were you were on the fucking nose about. <laughs> Uh, I was like, "Oh, wouldn't this be cool?" Yeah, yeah. And we're just oh, look at that. Okay, uh, so I mean, honestly, that that's kind of um, why I think the movie works so well is that it is it's not trying to twist your brain and mind blow you, and and it's not trying to to put in some huge MCU ramification or or anything like that. It's not anything huge. Super contained story, man. Ah, and it just works. Like, it, you you can kind of... We kind of knew everything that would happen coming into this movie. Like, there wasn't really anything that super surprised me other than some obvious twists in the movie that we could have not foreseen, really. But, like, um, pretty much everything was, was not that hard or was pretty predictable. But that's... I'm not saying that that's as a bad thing. Like no, yeah, just... like there's only there's only so many ways you can go with this story in a fulfilling way. You know, uh if they would have tried to mind blow us like uh, one thing I'm very very satisfied with and I will spoil this is that they did not do the oh, Talakan figured out how to resurrect Killmonger mm. uh <laughs> because he was buried at sea. You know, like I'm very very satisfied that they did not do that even though that was a popular theory. A lot of people thought that. Mm. And you know, uh going into the movie it's like, oh yeah, that's fun, that's exciting. Within the context of the movie though, 
so like after seeing it, it's like, oh fuck yeah, thank God they did not do that. Um, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I guess it's get, it's getting hard not to to spoil anything. No, yeah, it is. I will. Uh, uh, I will do. Uh, I'll give one last little thought. Spoiler free. I think that uh, this hat. This was. It's a movie I'm in dire need of a second viewing of. Like, I, I need to get back to the theater and see it a second time. Uh, and one thing that was hard about it was that, like, I had a real rough time there for a little bit watching a Black Panther movie without without T'Challa, without Chadwick Boseman. But, uh, like, like most of the time, I was like, ah, this just feels, this feels weird. It feels feels a little a little off not wrong you know it didn't feel wrong because they were doing such a good job at paying homage to who Chadwick to who Chadwick was and what his character represented and represented and how uh, how important he was but and is but it was uh it was awkward so i i think this mm-hmm. is one that will be rewarding on a second viewing if you're having those sorts of uh those sorts of problems where you're like ah man I don't know. It's just, just doesn't feel, doesn't feel completely right. Uh, it, it will by the end feel like they did, like they did a good job. Like they, they did everything they needed to. And that's uh, kind of tough because I mean, they were kind of locked in, like they couldn't really do much else. And I'm like, uh, one worry I had before the movie was, was how they were going to handle his death and like in, inside of the movie itself. And I, I can say that. I'm glad that it was just kind of not much time was spent on it. It was just over and done with. They handled it pretty well. I think as as good as they could have. Um, I think so too. They and, like they, they were they were faced with an impossible an impossible yeah. decision there. One thing I'm also thankful for now that I've seen the movie, you know, I was I was back and forth for months like a year and some change, 2 years almost since Chadwick's death about the recasting of T'Challa. I'm so thankful after watching this movie that they didn't do that. Um, yeah. Was, uh, it would, I think it would have been even weirder. Like it would have been oh, way weirder. Been, uh, yeah. I'd, it would not have been right. There's it would, no way that you, and no matter who they choose, there's no way you don't see Chadwick. Like there, there's just absolutely no way. They did so. the right thing. Uh, they, they absolutely did the right thing. I thought it, I, like the only argument that ever made sense to me on the contrary was T'Challa is too important of a character to let, uh, mm. to let fall to the wayside. And, uh, just, but that's, what's awesome is now we're introducing Shuri and Okoye and Nakia and Ramanda and all those characters are, are important, you know, like mm. they're, they're all that important. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, they're making Wakanda at large that important and i think that's uh that's awesome that's awesome i guess the only thing uh that that kind of i think they could have handled a little better was like if they just showed that he did a little more before he went like as black panther like he did like it would have been cool to see like oh look what he did for for the you know for this month, uh, whatever he went down to XX and helped this yeah. many people, and you know, like it would have been would have been pretty cool to like see something like that because like we get a little taste of that in What If, where he's going around the entire universe, just going around saving people and stuff like that. And it would have been awesome to, to you know, 
like, uh, I guess it's we love Black Panther and we love Chadwick as the Black Panther just because of how well he did in the movies that he got. But like, as the character of Black Panther, like, um, inside the MCU, I guess it would have been cool if inside the MCU they viewed him the same. But I guess they could, um, I guess, like, he really was the one to open it up to the world, though. So I guess that's, like, that's something that no Black Panther did before him. So I guess it's, like, he does really have something. Oh, that's Uh, what was cool is I rewatched the first one, obviously, before mm -hmm. I went into this one. And one thing I was remembering was, you know, in in this universe, obviously, in their history books, there will be, like, uh, and the war, the Infinity War against Thanos. And uh, these are all the heroes who Mm -hmm. who fought there. But, like, in a political history T'Challa will be a part of their of world history because he opened the world to Wakanda. That's true. Like, like yeah. that's just a, that's just a different level. Like, it's a different level of impact compared to a lot of characters as far as actual actual historical significance is concerned. And, and like eighty percent of the in, like Infinity War Endgame or the Endgame army was Wakandan. Like, oh, yeah. on the real, like... Infinity War, it was held, like, the battle was at Wakanda. They needed it yeah. to be... Yeah, so, on both movies, actually, it's like... The, I don't know. The Avengers didn't really have an army without... Like, if they didn't have Wakanda, like, they couldn't really have done much against Thanos. It's just no, endless. No, I loved... Yeah. I loved the way this movie handled looking back on the events of Black Panther and looking back on the events of Infinity War. Mm-hmm. Uh, sort of reckoning with them in a new context, given that the character T'Challa has passed, and like uh, the way Ramonda and uh, and Shuri reckon with that in their different ways. Um, but so we're gonna get into spoilers here. Um, last thoughts: It was a very good movie. Can't can't recommend you go see it enough. Um, it's well worth it. It's already made. It made three hundred thirty million worldwide box office opening weekend. Uh, Black Adam been out for three weeks has made three hundred thirty million dollars worldwide. <laughs> That's just the strength of Marvel, man. Yeah, That's it's, just, it's just crazy. It's it's a different. It's a different level. I, uh, I biggest, will. It's the best opening weekend in the history of Novembers. It's uh, uh never never been a better opening in November ever. So like it's a uh, it's an all timer right there. I think DC is winning right now, though. I haven't oh, even well, seen yeah. Black Adam, but from, like, Peacemaker, or maybe, like, I don't know. The Suicide the Squad? The quality that, like, DC releases is just, yeah, I don't know. Universe, it's their not universe, formulaic. Yeah, the universe might be all over the place, but it's... uh The ability they give creatives to do their own fucking thing which I do think Marvel is starting to walk that path a little bit more yeah. on the movie side, uh, given Eternals with Chloe Zhao and then Sam Raimi on Multiverse of Madness. I guess Shang-Chi was... Shang-Chi but, still followed the formula a little bit, but it was... It did break it a little bit. It was, it was refreshing. Yeah. It was refreshing within yeah. that formula, whereas I think Chloe Zhao on Eternals, Sam Raimi on Multiverse of Madness, and now Ryan Coogler on Wakanda Forever, they've had a chance to kind of make the movie they probably wanted to make. And I know that uh, this movie specifically probably gave them a few limitations as far as where they could take it, but uh, they still, they still reckoned with everything so well. And I think, uh, but you're, you're right. I mean, uh, Peacemaker, the Batman, uh, the Suicide Squad, it's just 
been on they've been on a roll lately over there. I, I've really enjoyed their stuff on DC's side, so uh, there's no doubt about it. But all right, is it time? Yeah. So if you haven't if you haven't seen the movie, get the fuck out of here. That's it. Unless you don't care about getting it spoiled, then sure, hang out. Um, but I plan on not just talking about events that happen in the movie, but the emotional payoffs of mm. the movie. It's going to be an actual discussion about it. So deuces, get the fuck out of here. Bye. All right, spoilers. Just off rip, want to say I cried immediately in the opening freaking credits when it was just all Chadwick and showing his moments like in the Marvel letters. So quiet. And I literally said like uh, on the podcast, I was like, I hope we get something just super sad off rip to kind of set a a control for the theater. And it kind of did. It got everyone like because my theater, everyone was, you know, I mean. I'm in Rolla. I the theater was full of just Rolla students, nerds, yeah. all just Marvel nerds. You could just tell, Every, like, uh, yeah, right. And everyone's talking before the movie. You hear, you know, in the pre some of the trailers, it's uh, Quantumania. Oh, oh my God, what's what's the actor? Weathers, Jonathan Weathers. John, oh, that doesn't seem right. Fuck, who's no, not. no not at all. Majors, uh, Majors. Is that who's playing Kang? Yeah, yeah. Uh, like he was in a trailer and they're like, people are like, oh, that's Kang the Kong. You know, you just hear all the talk and it was like very loud at the beginning of the movie. But then whenever that played, like people just instantly well, quieted down. That there was a cold open. Mm. Um, This was one of the things that made my theater experience kind, kind of shitty is when I got there, all the lights were on. Not just, uh, not just the lights on like the side, but I'm talking about the overhead, like, e. L- the lights you would have in a fucking school building. Yeah. Those types of shits. Uh, and I thought, you know, like, I've never been to a movie at 9.30 a.m. Maybe it's just like, <laughs> there'll be there'll be younger people here. Like, let's just get everybody, let's get everybody to their seats. Let's get them comfortable. And I thought for sure, like, whenever the, like, AMC Nicole Kidman thing came on, we come to this place for magic. You know, like, I thought for sure the lights would go mm-hmm. down. They didn't. So, uh, and nobody was taking matters into their own hands and going to tell anybody. So I, I did. Damn. I was like, uh, I was like, I can't. You were the, the I'd trooper. Rather, I would rather miss the first minute of the movie. No. And, and I did not miss it. I did not miss oh, it. I okay. got up as soon. I got up as soon as the AMC thing came on and the lights did not go down. I walked out there. We were pretty far away from the front. So I was like, uh, I was like, Hey, lights are on in theater two. Help us out here. Like the movie's about to start. And they were like, uh, oh shit, so sorry. They were like, they were surprised. But I make it back to the theater and it's Shuri working her ass off mm. to figure okay. something out. So I didn't miss, I didn't miss much, I don't think. Uh, nope. That's but, like, uh, but first, still, even when, even I, made it, I made it back before the people who managed to turn off the lights turn off the lights. So like, uh, Mm. I, I still got the first first couple minutes, like first minute in full fucking brightness in the theater without the mm. darks being dark, the lights yeah. being light. If you got Shuri working in the lab, that is act like literally the first scene, and okay. it's it's uncut. It's a wonder that lasts like a minute and a half. Uh, yeah, or the way she's like uh, the way she was hustling around the lab trying to figure out a way to replicate mm. the heart shaped herb. The way they're talking about T'Challa's heart rate and how it's going down and stuff, like it was like, ooh. No music. Yeah. Everyone in the theater was just straight up silent. It was like, man. And then uh, when Ramonda walks in and is like, your brother's your brother's gone. It was like, oh, man. Mm-hmm. And uh, I do appreciate that they never specified an illness. They were just like, it's a mysterious illness that took him mm-hmm. 
that um i think that was a good way to go about it i, I do i do but uh, i'm also glad that that's how they went about it that it wasn't yeah. illness because uh not in some was... battle or some nah, fight nah. yeah it's just that way they handled it definitely the i i don't i guess i don't really know how else they could like I don't even want to think of any other way because I think no, this yeah. is just the this the only way to really go they about it. They could have handled it. Um, I, I have I have no doubts about that. But uh, it, it was it was that that moment's what sets the tone for the the entire journey Shuri goes through because she feels responsible. Yep. You know, throughout the movie, the anger she feels and the anger she harnesses is because she didn't do enough. She couldn't do enough. She. Uh, she failed and in her mind and there was just, there was just nothing she could do about it. She didn't get the tools to actually be able to create it until she found Talacan, you know, like it's weren't, weren't going to be able to figure it out without, without that's that extra little bit of vibranium. But, uh, mm. you know that if I could find one gripe of the movie, um, literally was just how, um, how kind of lit the fire already was in Shuri early on. Um, kind of was the only thing. I think they just went about it a little too quickly. And I get it. Like, she's very upset and she does feel very guilty over Chadwick's death, even though it's it's not her fault. And, and yes, like, her saying, like, the whenever she was like, I, whenever I think about it, if I think about it for too long, I just want to burn everything. Like, I don't know. It was just kind of like... Could have hinted at some anger without jumping immediately to world annihilation, and then maybe Killmonger well, and Namor think, got her there a little. Like I don't. It was I, I don't know. I think because we're in the Marvel universe, a threat to burn the world might be taken a little too seriously. But it kind of. But it wasn't like it wasn't. She said it, and then she kind of like doubled down on it. It was kind of like at first it was up in the air, kind of vague, but then it was like. No, like I would legitimately like do this, and I don't know. It it, it kind of, I don't know. It it just kind of rubbed me the wrong. I guess I'll first maybe if I watch again, I'll, I'll see it in a different light. But like I'll first watch. I remember just being like, that was kind of just a little. I don't know. No, nah, um, the way that I took it, I thought, uh, yeah, it was it was intense, and it's very very uh, bold to take the story that way, but. Uh, I think we're just dealing with a, a, a sister who lost her older mm. brother, who taught her yeah. everything she knew. Um, and it, I think it's kind of a a general, the world is unfair, it's unjust. I'd tear this whole thing down yeah. sooner, you know, like, a, so mm. like, I, I, I took it more as just a, just a general, like, I can't fuck with anything right now. Like that's how deeply sad I am. Like I uh it makes me mad, it makes me sad, it makes me all all the emotions, everything but happy. And I I think that mm. uh Yeah, I don't know that Shuri would actually you know, because there's there's that moment I later don't know, when, man. Yeah, you but kinda like Namor gate like I guess she was thinking as a ruler of Wakanda, really. She was like, for the safety of my people, maybe this is the decision I make. Also, I am kind of still sad, and I do want to see, you know, burn. You know, it was maybe a little bit of that, but, like, she never was going to go through with it. I don't think... 
exactly. It was never I, something, yeah, never something that she was ever Because I, I really of. do think no matter how sad she got, I think as soon as, like, that opportunity was presented to her by Namor, um, she was like, oh, T'Challa would, would not want this. I mean, literally, in the last moment, she has every, like, she could kill Namor. Right there. Yeah, no problem. She did. She did have the opportunity. She could have killed Namor and probably taken over Atlantis. Or I don't want to. I keep calling it Atlantis, but it's Talakan. Yeah, Talakan. Um, in DC, do they just call it Atlantis straight up? Atlantis. Yeah, it's Atlantis. Damn, that just sucks. It would be nice if they could have just had Atlantis. Um, well, yeah, but I think that I think they did. I guess more, Atlantis isn't just a D. It, that's just more of a mythology thing, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, like th- this way, they kind of took it in a very specifically Mesoamerican. Sort Ooh, of and uh, but let me—it's kind of something that's like a side part of the movie that's just really cool. Is like Marvel is using a lot of like superhero and things to explain like uh, history, like history and like weird events, like DB Cooper and Loki, and like the sirens, like getting people to jump off, like, like how that's like a real thing in the real world, but people don't know how the fuck it happens. Like the Bermuda triangle is probably due to these people too. Now that you think about it, like they're taking down ships and the Wakandan ship, like being the UFOs that people would definitely see in like the tractor beam lifting things up, like being held, like, I don't know. It's just like, it seems that they're, it's not. It seems intentional. Like it seems oh, no. that like they're they're doing it intentionally, and I don't know. It's well, just they're also cool. doing something very cool. Where not only are these super moments things that caused these strange things throughout history, but the way they have the terrible things that have happened throughout history affect the super able. The way that they did with mm. Namor here, uh, the child without love. Mm. Uh, no yeah. more. That's pretty yeah. sick. Yeah, that was sick. It was a fucking genius uh, way to take that. And yeah, uh, and uh, they they did that incredibly well. And that's one of the best things about this movie is that again we have a villain who is or an antagonist who's trying to protect his people. You know, mm-hmm. like does doesn't matter doesn't matter what anything else happens. It's like as long as my people are safe, we're chilling. Like that's that's my goal. And yeah. I think that uh, uh, there was a tweet you know automatically everyone's comparing killmonger and the more like uh, who do you like more and uh i i i have no doubts this is crazy because killmonger is one of the best one of the best villains the mcu's ever provided but no more they they elevated on it with no more uh the the performance was better the writing was better the way they uh paralleled shuri and his journey as as to how they got to this point and the way that uh in that final moment where Shuri has that opportunity and then offers to extend his hand and is like, let's go, let's, you know, join me. We can, we can get out of here together. I'll protect you if you just yield now. Um, and the way they go through all those thoughts of mm-hmm. what happened to her, what happened to him and how they all kind of paralleled each other. I was like, okay, this is a, uh, they did this quite effectively. Like that was, that was so damn good. And uh, yeah, he was, he was badass too. Like his, the line that he had of like that I have more soldiers than you have blades of grass. Like don't mess with us. Like you like you think you're strong. You know. Like do you think that's true as well? Like do you think that's like, or do you think he was just because? Because that's the thing. He still had the secrecy completely yeah. on his side. They don't know. He could say whatever. He could 
they, they could not have an army. They could have been so peaceful that they don't even have a standing army. You know? No, like, yeah, you know, I think it's interesting. I thought. Uh, well, I guess we do see their army. A he's got bit. a pretty fucking massive army. Like even when people are falling, they're like, "All right, get us another whale. Pull, pull up." Uh, and they can just die and come back to life. So that is whenever they got uh, the fight on the street and uh, freaking Okoye goes off and kills three of them and then, like, has yeah. the fight with the, the bigger dude. And, like, then they just get up, heal, yeah. jump back in the water. I'm like, oh, fuck, Killmonger's alive. And he's a fucking, you know, uh, oh, he's yeah. down there. They, they you know, he's already, like, that. that's just what, he, what it is. And I was, like, so glad that that didn't happen. But, like, I'm, I'm surprised he didn't, like, kind of come back on that at all. Like, they just kind of did that. Well, I think they did that to show us that it was going to take a different thing to kill Namor. Mm. Like, you couldn't, just, you couldn't just stab this man. You had to dry him the fuck out. The reason they didn't die is because they didn't That's knock the fucking masks off their face. I think if they did that and they removed the masks that were giving them water to breathe, they'd have been done for. You know I guess what I'm saying? Tr- I guess that's fair because, like, these people all have, like, vibranium within them. It's, like, part of their, like physiology yeah so it's like they're all kind of like at black panther level like wakandan are just humans like straight up yeah they all have super strength and they all like they're they're all like that which kind of makes them a different fucking breed but uh one of the things i did love about this movie was the way they uh they paralleled shuri and t'challa's stories you know uh coming off of civil war where uh, T'Chaka died and T'Challa assumes the role of Black Panther and the, the role of King in a place of vengeance. You know, mm. He's like, all right, well, I'm going to kill Zemo. And that line he delivers to Zemo at the end, vengeance has consumed me. And I can't, I can't, like, I can't live this way. Sure, he says the exact same thing to Namor, but goes, vengeance has consumed us. Um, Damn. And it's 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 and there's a few things like that, you know, the the way they parallel T'Challa and Shuri stories, and uh, I I really really loved that uh, they just, they just had like a a harder place to come from for Shuri and a much more honest place to come from as far as grief is concerned, obviously because Chadwick did die uh, of an illness without telling anyone he was sick. I think that was kind of a mm-hmm. they they got like they alluded to that heavy with T'Challa. Like he was sick and didn't tell anybody for a while until until it was too late, and uh, I thought like I was like oh that's that was bold like that was a, that was an interesting but it, it just it just made it more honest you know it just made mm-hmm. made it more clear that that's where this this movie is coming from like that's it's why we made it the way we did uh, and uh, yeah I mean the entire movie is basically just a journey through grief that's like the Shuri's story is going from absolute chaos. I don't know what my next step in life is going to be. I'm lost. I don't know what to do. To like, I am completely comfortable. I found peace. Now there's even you know so much more to live for. Like in like it was it was just so ah oh, like you you leave the theater not being like oh man I wish Shuri would have done this too. You know you're like nah. Everything was covered there. Like I, I, almost every aspect of the story is covered and complete. But 
at the same time, you're like, okay, now what's going to happen next? Like, I need, I need the next, I need to know what's going to happen with Namor now. I need to know, is Shuri just going to kind of stay in civilian life? Is she going to just kind of be like, you know, more of a political, obviously she doesn't want the throne, which is interesting, or maybe, I don't know. It seems that Baku is just kind of taking it for free and no yeah, way no, that like, doesn't it, happen. It's pretty clear that like Shuri and M'Baku had a discussion because M'Baku gets off that place and is like, Shuri will not be joining us today. I'll be challenging for the throne. Uh, <laughs> I was like, okay. M'Baku yeah. being the ruler of Wakanda, man. Does that mean, oh. so he's becoming a, a Black Panther as well? I think Probably? we are officially... Like uh, separating the mantles of ruler of Wakanda and the Black Panther. I think like every Wakandan, like eventually will take in the heart shaped herb. Yeah, I think like. Well, I don't know. The thing is, is that like Shuri could have mass produced them in oh, her yeah. lab. Could have, but she only planted. I don't know if that's, like, the start of the garden, whatever, and, like, it'll turn this whole forest into it eventually, you know, sort of thing is what they're going for, or if it's, like, this is it, and we're keeping it as, you know, we're keeping it maybe only, I don't know. I don't know what kind of direction they're going with there. It'll be interesting, because, like, do they just give it to people of Wakanda? Do they, no way they open it up. Do they open it up to the whole world? I don't think so. I don't think every human on Earth is just going to be running around with the powers of Black Panther. No, no they will not. Um, uh, that's my thing, is that like I don't even know that they'll go as far as giving it to everybody in Wakanda. I think it's more just a, it's a new start to carry on the traditions that they've had. Oh, fuck. What if that's how the X-Gene comes into play? They fucking find some way to not give the powers of Black Panther to everybody, but it's like some health boost, just like general, like health cure thing, make you feel better. And then like the whole world takes it. They're like, it's like a worldwide vaccine sort of thing, mm. but just like, you know, for everything. Cause it's vibranium. Fuck it. It works. Right. And then, but since everyone takes it, it awakes the X gene in the, in mutants, you know, so that's the worldwide event. Maybe. I don't know. I'm. Um, I'm of the mind we are not getting an X gene moment anymore. I guess Namor already just was Namor, like, Namor is mutant. the first mutant. That's how he's that's how he is in the comics. He's he's regarded as the first mutant. Him being created five hundred years ago, uh, with a mutation that uh puts wings on his feet and ears that point towards the sky. Um I think they're going with with Namor's the first mutant. Uh, and anyone who, like, She-Hulk's made it clear that more super-abled people exist than we thought. Um, Miss Marvel's a mutant. Mutants exist. Fair. It's like, I think I think one of the cool things is if they, they play into the idea that maybe the X-Men or Charles Xavier's school for youngsters has existed, but it's what it's supposed to be, and it's been a secret. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. I guess fair. Yeah, there doesn't need to be a moment or anything. But is everyone down there Namor's kid? Or like in the, from the lineage? Descendants of Namor's family? I didn't think about family. that until just now because it was just him and like four people. 
And he was the only one who didn't age fast. That's because he was a mutant, though. Yeah. So, like, because... Or were 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 those the only people that were still a lot or that like went down like because he he came up buried his oh no there were more there were more with him oh uh, yeah no there were already a lot of people I guess there were, there were, like everybody in that village uh, decided to to take yeah it. okay never mind like, so. whenever they all collapse and they wake up blue they're like I think there's like twenty of them at least there but uh, Fair. okay never mind uh, no I really uh. I really, really liked that aspect of the story too. The entire time spent with Namor's origin and uh, Shuri and Namor kind of having this—I uh, don't know—you get some Raylo vibes from that, some Kylo Ren and Ray sort of mm. shit going on there. Yeah, yeah, know. yeah. I was feeling it. I was feeling it. You know, I was a little like, "Oh, this is a. Uh, it seems like it's going to be something one day, but it's a little." I mean, how do alliances become permanent? You know, and yeah, right. all of the other shows. It could no, be. Yeah. An, it'll uh, be. That... It'll be complicated. He did mm-hmm. kill his mom. Kill her mom. That um, is true. It's one that's uh, at the end hard there, to come back from. Whenever um, I don't know, kind of like his 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 um, I don't know what she like the lead. She was kind of like the leader of their military sort of thing. Kind of also like the the hand of the. Namora? I don't know. Like, is that her name? Namora. Yeah, Namora. Yeah, yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, Namor and Namora. Okay, um, that's pretty easy to remember. But um, whenever she was like, "No, like I can't believe that you would kneel," or "I can't believe you would do this," and he was when he was talking there, was he just being like, "No, it'll be okay. Like this will be one of the strongest alliances," at, or was he kind of plotting for the future? Oh, um, he's. There? I think it's a mix of both. You know, he's like, one day they'll come to us for help, and then they'll be in our debt then they will need help and uh or when we need help we can call on them for whatever i think i think is, that's it, is more... that is it more out of like friendship like more out of kind like kindness saying that or is he saying that out of like kind of i think it's know, ambiguous like i don't like, I think it, it'll I think be up it to is. us whenever it, it comes to that time like yeah, sort of thing like, okay if we if we yeah. choose to help like that's kind of what's cool about namor too is that he's been he's been a good guy he's been a bad guy you know and uh he can kind of he can kind of just make his decisions on the fly like that. He can be like, "Yeah, you know what? Fine." Oh my god! I want to talk about probably one of my favorite characters that will be a favorite new character of mine, and I'm assuming she's just going to continue to be this way. Is Ironheart, and she is a perfect. I, oh, I can't wait because she is literally Tony Stark to a T, but not rich and white and a guy yeah. and yeah. whenever people start hating on her and being like oh t- she could never do whatever don't blah 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 it's gonna be like oh well she's literally tony so literally like tony, you're exactly. literally just sexist and racist if you hate ironheart like it'll be perfect it, it's it'll be perfect to single out and weed out everyone everyone um, everyone no you're absolutely right the introduction of that character was super fucking cool uh whenever mm-hmm. they show up to mit in the way okoye is like she's attending a school that is the equivalent of one of our our villages like uh yeah it's so so elementary to them but to us yeah to us it's like oh my god she's at mit at 19 holy shit but to them it's like yeah third grade yeah this Um, she's at some sort of fucking school that's the equivalent of one of our villages schools uh no that was that was hilarious in the way that i loved that when shuri knocked on her door uh she was like oh your princess shirt like i like that uh 
I really liked that, like, she would be known as a Wakandan monarch, especially as, like, probably specifically to black people would probably take more, take, take note of who, who Wakandan royalty was. And, uh, that's a superhero country right there. Yeah. That's like everyone's interested on in Wakanda. That's the most powerful country in the world right there. Exactly. So, I mean, exactly. yeah, every, everyone. staying informed. But yeah, I loved the way that, like, she, I mean, Shuri walked all the way through this fucking dorm. Nobody said a goddamn word, and then Riri, Riri opens the door and is like, oh. "Holy shit, you're Princess Shuri!" Like, oh, okay, fuck, um, yeah. And the way she's like, "Yeah, what? A, am I being recruited?" And she's like, "No." <laughs> so, fuck, damn it, man. I was damn whatever. But I mean, pretty much. Um, oh yeah, essentially. I really, I loved, and that whole sequence thereafter, like, uh, my, uh, okay, I do have something of a gripe with the movie. And it's what comes after uh, Riri's introduction. And it's the folding in of Ross and Val's storyline. Too prominent. Did not need to be an entire subplot. Uh, And what what really sucks is it's the only thing that was shoehorned into the movie for the purpose of world building the MCU. Um, and, And Val was scary. You know, at the end, whenever she's like, oh, I dream of that. Like yeah, I think, she's, well, she's an imperialist. Yeah, I she's think an it was, imperialist. and I think that's what they were going for. Is they the other part? It was the grief story that Shuri and everyone of Wakanda was was dealing with, and then the other part of the story was the world is trying to get vibranium from Wakanda. The real part of the story, the no, the part was, of the story that they wanted to relate back. No, um, yeah, and like it was, I really, really fucked with that. Um, I fucked with mm. the beginning whenever Ramonda is at the United Nations speaking and like uh, exposes France like that on the spot like that <laughs> it was hard as fuck. Um, mm. But I don't think I don't think we needed to take it much further than that. I think that, uh, mm. you know, like Val. I think what we accomplished with Val over the course of this movie could have been done in one scene. I don't think I don't think it needed an entire subplot with uh, with Ross and stuff. Yeah, but, uh, I mean, I guess the whole crux of it all is Riri. It is Ironheart. Like she is the one Namor wants to kill. Like they, yeah. the CIA wants to protect her. Like so, it. it I mean, like it kind of is the crux of the story. Um. Uh. So I mean, it, it kind of is like the CIA and the American government would be a huge play here because like it was the vibranium detector that set all of this off in the first place. Um, and, and then I guess like, yeah, I, it is, it is, uh, and, and here's the thing because like, I, I, and I don't have a problem with that aspect of the story. It's all the time we spend with Ross and Val after it. Yeah. I guess they did focus on them too much. It's like, I don't give a shit about this. Like, I don't give a shit that Val and Ross were married, apparently. Um, I think it's just to establish Val. Oh, and it Um, absolutely is. But that's my thing, is that like, uh, it didn't need to happen here. It didn't need to happen here. Um, I think that it's a, it's a, it's an interesting world building tool, but it's one of those things where the MCU sacrifices, uh, quality for future endeavors, you know? And mm-hmm. I don't think, uh, I don't think it needed to happen here. Like, uh, shit, you could have done pretty much everything you did with this in like a special presentation on Marvel, like a fucking 15 minute short and like called it a day. Um, yeah, I see. That's fair. I guess I was kind of just, 
whenever Vel was on screen, I guess I kind of wasn't really paying attention to what was happening with him. More of just being like, okay, what does this mean for, like, Vel and, and this side of the story? I was just really, like, I guess I kind of clocked out of the movie for a minute. I guess mm-hmm. that's all that it did. You're right. It like all that their storyline did was clock me out of the more the better movie that was going on. Yeah, it's time, it's just so. it's just it's just not in the right place. It's it's a it's a little out of place. And uh, you know, like not not to say like I do like Everett Ross's character and I like Val, but uh, and Everett Ross has been a big part of Black mm-hmm. Panther comics. Like I'm reading Christopher Priest's run from 1998 right now, and the entire story is through a narration by Ross. Mm. Um, telling stories of telling stories about T'Challa while he's on American soil. And like, uh, that's really cool. And like the way that Ross reveres Wakandans and is trying to protect them and stuff. And is like, he's trying to keep it a secret from mm. balance. Like that shit, that shit was really, really cool. But, uh, you know, in a movie that was so, uh, like I, 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 we just came back to it a bit too much. I think it would have been fine yeah. once or twice, but it was, uh, it was just that like every time we came back to it, it was like, ah oh, man. And then like we, I, I liked the way they wrapped it up with uh, Okoye and the Midnight Angel suit breaking him out, and uh, her, oh fucking love the Midnight. And that, that's another thing that's just hugely rewarding if you're a comic book reader for Black Panther, like that. Uh, Tanasi Coates run from 2016 introduces the Midnight Angels, and it's like. Whew, that was cool. I had no idea that was even a thing whatsoever. And I was like, okay, yeah, it might look a little funky. Like, it, they they were kind of right. Like, sure, like, uh, I, was it Okoye or who was it that was like, oh, yeah. every it time was- I come down here, it just keeps getting uglier um, yeah. or whatever. But, like, I don't know. Yeah. It, it grew on me. Like, actually seeing it in action, too, was, was oh, cool. Oh, yeah. Dude, I like, so, like, as soon as I saw it, I fucking loved it because I've been, I've yeah. like, that's been one of my, Tanasi Coates' Black Panther runs, one of my favorites, one of my favorites of all time time and uh what's interesting though is that they're kind of framing it in the mcu as a new uniform for the dora milaje uh whereas the midnight angels in the comics are like a whole other faction of warrior like they're a different they're a different thing separate from the dora milaje um is that well because i thought it was it was just uh okoye and anika that is it anika or an aneka and anika yeah um, cause I thought it was just them two and they like, cause, um, Okoye was stripped of her title. Oh yeah. Um, no, but like, that's how, the, like, I guess it could still go in that direction where the midnight angels are a separate thing. Um, I think how Shuri, that's how Shuri posed the idea to Okoye when she was general. Um, it's like, I think this could be a great, great direction for the Dora. Like, uh, and like, I don't like now they could obviously go a whole separate way now that Okoye has been. And what a scene that was. Um, when Okoye was stripped of her titles, you know, listening to the trailer, watching the trailer and hearing the, I am the queen of the most powerful nation in the world. And my entire family is gone. Never, never in a million fucking years would I have guessed that was directed at Okoye. Yeah, no, that was, yeah, that is crazy. Um, I don't know that you, I don't know. Demon. I think, man, I was thinking of if I were who to give the performance nod to for this oh, movie, man. and if it's not Shuri, because it's gotta like, be man, Angela she Bell. had to step up so much. Yeah, it, it's one of it's one of them too. I'd say, which is crazy one. because I mean, like, fuck, even Okoye throughout this fucking movie, Denai Gurira, she is 
she is fucking yeah. incredible. Like, uh, man, that, yeah, that, that that is uh, a department that was not lacking whatsoever. No one, where to? Like, it yeah. just, yeah, just keeps getting better and better. Man, okay, yeah, no, that's, I don't know, that that's we got so like that. That's the thing that um was immediate to me that I think I can't like I, I can't come down on. Like, enjoyment-wise, and, and critically, I was like, okay, maybe I was too high on, I'll think about it later, but, like, superhero-wise, this movie had, like, everything you could have ever wanted in a superhero movie. Like, Absolutely. we have two powerhouse nations that are unknown, like, have vibranium ones, basically, Atlantis ones, Atlantis on land, and then right. we have, you know, them fighting against each other, and... At the helm of both of them are two superheroes. Um, one, the Black Panther. One, Mar- Marvel's version of Aquaman. That's way cooler. Um, and then all of the side characters that come along with that as well fighting. And then, you, you know, even though Vel is in there and we don't really want it, we did still get her, which was really oh, yeah. cool. It was, got- it was very cool for the Marvel Marvel fan side of the story. It was just, uh, I do think it was, I do think it sacrificed a little bit of a, uh, of more quality storytelling for the for the sake of setting up shit, which uh, I think has become one of the bigger gripes with the MCU is that it's like sometimes you just gotta let the thing be the thing and not worry about what comes next. But the MCU will always worry about what comes next, and that's part of what makes it that's part of what makes it rewarding for long term fans. And I I absolutely understand that, but uh, sometimes it just it it feels a little out of place, and this is one of those times. And I, this one might be. I don't know. I was about to say something maybe bold because I don't know if I, I I don't know if I'm missing anyone that's huge or not. But was this the best post credit scene in Marvel history? It was the best ending to a Marvel movie. Not just post credit scene. Ooh. Like the the end of this movie is truly the best end of any Marvel because it is such a huge emotional payoff after the setup earlier. It's cathartic as fuck. It's even it's, Endgame. The ending yeah, of Endgame. Yes, the very ending of Endgame. Yeah. Like I mean, last scene. Like the end. Her sitting, like, her sitting on oh, the beach, burning the, oh, okay. burning the cloth. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, like, I don't mean like, and frankly, it's the best third act of any Marvel movie either, too. Like, don't get me wrong, the entire ending, like it's it's the best final act of a Marvel movie too, uh, because that's usually for me where it loses, where 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 I start going like, ah, okay, you had a good movie going, then you made it classic superhero bullshit, you know, like uh, and there's nothing wrong with that. It's it's the genre, but like uh, sometimes it becomes less compelling. They they did not do that here. You know, like that's that was my gripe with Eternals. You know, I loved the first two acts of that movie, but the final act, we fall back on a pretty typical uh, uh, superhero conflict. True. I think this one I think this one elevates on that and uh, elevates on a lot of final acts in a very meaningful and compelling way. And uh, when it when the, the movie ends and she's sitting there on the beach burning the funeral, the funeral wares, remembering T'Challa, man. That's a scene I really need to see a second time because that's the end of the movie. The kid knew it was the end of the movie and was ready to go. Dang. Um, no, yeah, it was like I could, I, 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 I almost cried. I didn't because this fucking kid kept being like, ah, 
Yeah. It's like, oh my fucking god. Yeah, Dang, like uh, that's rough. Yeah, that's ru- ruining the mood, ruining the moment. But uh, it, it still, it still resonates a, a great deal. But when that post credit scene kicks in, man, and you see Nakia in the background holding hands with a child, I gr- I gripped Emily's hand and went, "Her and T'Challa had a baby," and like, uh, yep, oh, dude, yep. I and whatever, that, and that did it. Like I, the oh, floodgates, yeah. the floodgates opened. I cried for that. Seeing seeing just a little kid was enough to to start the tears. Mm-hmm. Then when he spoke and he said his name. And, and yeah, he was like Toussaint. The... Toussaint's my Haitian name, and he said that. And I went, "No, don't do it to me, bro." Nope. And she goes, "What's your name?" He goes, "Prince T'Challa, son of King T'Challa." I went, "Oh, oh God!" Nope. Like I, I, I cried, bro. And another one of the best fucking through lines of the entire movie was like Nakia's explanation for why she wasn't at the funeral. Why? Why she had to leave? Why she hasn't been around? Like, why? Oh. Why she wasn't in anything? Like, I was and Ramonda like, knew, and Ramonda Thank knew. God, Thank God, Ramonda knew. knew. Oh my God! Oh, oh dude! And, and and you know that's what she was gonna tell Shuri. Um, like, or do you think that that is what she was gonna tell Shuri at before Namor popped up and interrupted? Like kind of yes. the ritual, she was like, "I'm gonna I tell you." Something there's something true. I have to tell you about your I brother. I forgot about that. Yes, that's absolutely what she was gonna. Is tell it her that? About. Is it? Or is there something more? Is it like your brother had a kid? That's why you know you don't, you haven't seen. Like I don't know. Is is that it? Or you know, because because she did say there is something about your brother I have to tell you about. It's got to be that. Like I don't know what else it would have been. Um because that's also after she went and paid her visit to Nakia and she's mad that she wasn't at the funeral. That's when she told her. That would have made a lot more sense to tell her then too and be like yeah. that's okay. Yeah, okay, fair. I was just trying yeah, to because, think if there was anything else that she sees could've... Nakia and she's like we missed you at T'Challa's funeral like where were you? Like she, she at that point she doesn't know. She gets told off screen. Um and it mm-hmm. does make it a huge payoff there at the end, man. And one of the one of the best lines uh, is, you know, he prepared us. He prepared us for his death. We uh, we were ready for it, and uh, he told us it would be best to come out here. Do you remember in Black Panther when he's in the ancestral plane? He visits T'Chaka, his dad, and he's like, "I'm not ready to let you go." And he says, "So have I failed as a father?" A father prepares his children for when he's gone. No. Oh, dude, I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. I I just, I, it just kept. How do they it, do it? Oh, How it was do they so do it? well done, dude. I could, like, and that's why, like, the more I think about the movie. I'm a, I'm going to elaborate on the change now where it fell in my rankings. Started at 7. It's at 3. Cuz the more that I've talked about it, it went from like 10 to like 15 to like now, okay. <laughs> yeah, like this is this is a great great movie, dude. Not like uh, prior prior to this movie, I had uh 
my top three overall MCU was uh, Black Panther at one. It's always it's been it's just been my favorite for years. Uh, Infinity War at two, WandaVision at three, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two at four, and Shang Chi at five. And then I, I alluded to at the beginning of this podcast that Wakanda Forever became my favorite thing of Phase Four over the last couple of days. And then when I saw that WandaVision was at three, I was like, "It's got, it's got to be three then. Like, it's got, it's got to be three. Uh, and I, I really do stand by it. It's one that I, uh, so like prior to this movie, I had both Guardians movies in the top ten, and I was like, "Ah, no way, we got a trilogy that gets better than that." Now I got the first two Black Panther movies in my top three. Um, yeah. Yeah, like I'm I'm sitting high high as I've ever been on a new Marvel movie. You know, like it's uh yeah, and it was is... such a weird one because I walked out and I was like not disappointed, but I was I wasn't in the best place with it. It was just mm-hmm. a it was just the more I thought about it, the more I looked back on it, the more I went, God damn, what a what a fucking movie. And the the way they handled uh Shuri and Ramonda's characters in specific was fucking amazing whenever Ramonda throws that shit back in Okoye's face. Like, you, whenever that fucking outsider usurped the throne, what did you do? What did mm. you do? You know, like, uh, and, you know, that's, it's it's a woman blinded by grief and blinded by the fact that, you know, her daughter's gone and stuff because the guy sitting next to her makes the good point. And it's like, what did she do the moment she saw T'Challa, though? She put, she put her spear to the, to her husband's throat and was ready to kill him for Wakanda. And she's like, I don't give a fuck. She didn't listen. Like, it's, it's just like, I love the way they reckoned with what grief does to people uh, Mm. in this movie. And they just, they just did it so fucking good. Like, uh, you know, we thought, we thought WandaVision handled grief in a way that was incredible, but this, this this elevated in in just a way that yeah it's shocking to see i'm looking at the tier list and it's not i don't i don't think i can put it in the yo what the fuck with into the spider verse logan and infinity war i feel like take out the the ross and vel part and solely if it was just completely contained Maybe a little bit of the, the Shuri, right? Yeah. Because, man, M'Baku in this movie fucked, too. That part in the middle at Ramonda's funeral where he goes to Shuri and is like, I told your brother I would counsel and protect you. I'm going to do everything I can to make sure you do the right thing here. And I will continue to do the right, continue to try and make sure you do the right thing because that's what I told him I'd do. I loved the way throughout the movie they alluded to the fact that all the characters had a little bit of a moment with T'Challa where he went, so, I'm on my way out. I need this from you. He might not have said it in such words, but, you know, I always need you to counsel and protect my sister. Like, he... he, And then he he knew, obviously, they were going to take those words to heart. Yeah, like... like, I don't know. The, The struggle that I'm having here is... If I like the first movie better or this one, and it's like hard for me to—I don't know—I it's really hard for me to to pick I between the think, two. I think 
critically, this is probably a overall better film. And I think that can almost entirely rest on the shoulders of Namor versus Killmonger. Like, everything else, Wakanda, T'Challa, like, Chadwick Boseman as T'Challa, fucking fantastic. Every character around them, fucking fantastic. Um, Michael B. Jordan's not the greatest actor on Earth, and even his scene in this movie, which we haven't talked about. Um, mm. You know, like, it's... It's like I, they, they were kind of forced to go with him. I didn't think about it, but, like, out of anyone she could have seen in the ancestral plane, it could have been... Chadwick, which obviously they're not going to deep fake him. Obvious, like no, could have seen T'Chaka, which doesn't make a whole lot of sense for sure. We haven't gotten a whole sense of. I don't know. We haven't gotten really anything with them on screen at all, so like it wouldn't have really been that satisfying. Guessing maybe Ramonda, but like I uh, is because it seems like well, yeah. Can anyone? Everyone goes to the ancestor. I guess. Yeah, like it's not, that, yeah that, okay, fair. Not like in Wakandan culture, death is not the end. If you're, if if you're yeah, okay, sure. Wakandan, you go to the ancestral plane. Um, but what I loved about it is that, like, the way she's feeling when she takes the heart shaped herb leads her to Killmonger. It's mm. what leads her to seeing him, and it's the way at the end of the movie, whenever she's ready to forgive that she sees Ramonda and it's like, uh, okay. And that's, that's what makes that, that moment in the movie, one of the most compelling and why she, you know, ultimately picks the suit that more mm. resembles Killmongers than it does anybody else's because she's, she's ready. You know, she's going scorched earth. Now her mom's dead. She, mm. her fa- she is now the ruler of the most powerful nation in the world. And her entire family is gone. You know, like she is, and she's been granted the power of the Black Panther. I will say for for just what what Killmonger had and what Michael B. Jordan had to do, like he did, he, it wasn't anything that I'm going to like write home about. It wasn't anything on, uh, you know, like Ramonda's level or or anything like that. But it was like for what he needed to do and give Shuri the the fire, you know, the spark. Like, uh, are you going to do what needs to be done? You know, or, Frankly, are you going to be? I'm not going to cap with you. This is Michael B. Jordan's best scene as Killmonger. Yeah. Oh no, Killmonger for sure. Um, it was kind of interesting having like, what did he call T'Challa? Um, he was late, not lazy, but something along the lines of too noble, maybe. Yeah, too noble. I guess so. It, like, it was very interesting that like, um, even in trying to shame T'Challa, like say he was too noble you know like he uh like you still can't like even trying to put him down uh, from previous black panthers like they're like well um, and, and in that moment when he's talking about how he's too noble the thing he's like specifically probably talking about is zemo like how he didn't kill zemo mm, he didn't yeah. let vengeance win he he thought he would get just and fair trial like a trial and he would he justice would be paid that way so and, the living are not done with you yet. Is it kind of like they, the people who are in the ancestral plane, they see everything that's happened. Like, is it like, I guess, I don't know. Like, are they, I don't know. I guess what I'm trying to, I guess it doesn't really matter now that I think about it. It doesn't matter either way. But I was trying to think like, uh, cause Shuri was like, 
she was pissed that she didn't see she was pissed that she saw Killmonger and not anyone else. She would have been yeah. happy to see anyone else. And I was wondering if uh if it's truly um Shuri's feeling that made her see um Killmonger if it was something that like she just truly needed to hear in the moment sort of thing like you know a Neo situation where it's like not the not the advice you expect but exactly what you need to hear in the moment to lead you on your journey that will what you know sort of thing I see I see what you're talking about but I don't think like the reason that I do end up leaning towards it's what sure it's the way Shuri was feeling that led me there is because Killmonger's not gonna not gonna be like oh, I'll tell her what she needs to hear right now. Eh. He's gonna be like I'm gonna tell you what I think. It's that you should kill these motherfuckers. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, oh, I know. Even though that it's obviously what she, he could have been like, oh, you will be mad at him, but obviously you don't kill him. You'll you'll thank yourself a lot later. But like leading her down that path makes her realize how crazy she was in thinking mm-hmm. that, and like it led to the whole blade at his neck decision moment you know like if she didn't go down that path if she didn't because like she was dead if she didn't have that extra spark to snap it get off and go get namor like Ooh, that was some gruesome shit too, holy buddy. shit yeah yeah i was ouch. like uh ouch that was, that was some that was that was an intense ass fight you know like i, I thought uh, they were both dead i thought shuri was dead i thought they were both going to lay there dead and the like, it was like camera Dude, pan up. I was like, as soon as she like pulled herself off of it and kept fighting, I was like, okay, well she'll live now, mm-hmm. um, because ain't no way you get stabbed through the midsection, do a full fucking flip over the top of Namor and not live. Like, well, that's why I was thinking like, no way she lives through this. Like, I, I'm just, like, I, this is a last absolute ditch. I was effort. So like that, fucking yeah. thankful. I was so worried. That like we were just gonna continue killing villains at the end of movies, like, bro. Whenever he, whenever he got flamed and his back was like charred, I was like, "Fuck!" Like I was so thankful that she beat him and stuff, but I was like, "I can't, like, you can't keep doing this to villains. You're gonna run out of people to to make compelling villains." Um, I was so thankful that he lived, and I was so thankful that uh, it, it gave her the chance to have an emotional payoff. Like that more than anything was what I was like, mm. no, she needs to not kill this man. That needs to be a part of the, uh, and then she didn't. And I was very thankful for that when they pull up there and do the visuals of the Wakandans versus the uh, Talokan. Oh. Whenever we got that over, like, I think my favorite shot of the movie, I think I have, I think I have a favorite shot of the movie and it is from that scene. It's when they're all in the water. And it's that overhead shot of all of them fighting and the waves are crashing around them and stuff. Like there was something about that mm. that was so satisfying to see. It was so nice. But uh Man. Is Namor after that because Shuri got one of his wings, I remember, ripped it off. Like straight up. Is can he regrow them or is that like a permanent Good question? I don't know. I don't know if because of his mutation it makes it different than the rest of his healing components, like uh or if once he returns to water, will he just go ahead and grow it back? You know, like, I, I don't know. That's a good question. I think it's something that we'll see uh, play out in the future. But, uh, yeah. That is I inter- yeah, I, that is interesting that, like, the fact will remain that, that Namor killed Ramonda. Like, that. that's not going to – I guess Shuri came to peace with that. You know, like, that is the decision that she made there 
Um, but I think instead of it being Shuri being the one being like, oh, that's never going to leave holding the grudge. I think it's like more going to be Namor being like, no way she can actually be okay with me forever. You right. know, like, I think it'll be more of like maybe getting him back into the villain role, you know, sort of thing. No, I get um, you. I get you. No, yeah. I, uh, I, I, I look forward to the future of this, uh, of these nations, you know, Wakanda and, uh, Talican. I think it'll be now. I feel like they're intrinsically tied together and almost like they'll come hand in hand. Like if we see one of them, it's kind of implied that we might see the other. Uh, they almost, they almost seem like that's, that's the kind of tie that they're creating between the two nations. But, uh, so they're in Talican. It was just like a pure vibranium sphere that was like powering the city mm-hmm. right like in the middle yeah and because i'm just trying to think of all the tech they that they kind of have because they didn't really show us a whole lot of talican like it was just kind of like the outside and a few civilians and like a few kind of cool montage shots but like as far as like what they have we still don't really know like a whole lot i guess like yeah. Yeah, no, we don't we don't know what they're necessarily capable of and stuff, but uh But sick I, to have the meteor. Like just one meteor hit the ocean, one meteor hit Wakanda, like, okay, cool. Um nice yeah, to have Tomo, was okay. like, yeah. yeah, I get and the, I loved the way that, that like shook up like Wakandan mythology, like the way Okoye's like this changes literally everything I was taught as a young girl. Like all the histories, all the mythologies, like mm. I know them better. I know them better than my own name. Like, what the fuck? Uh, I like the way that they, that they kind of went about that. Like these things kind of shake up the spirituality of their, of their existence. They like the vibranium was so, so tied to them that like now that it's an entire other civilization's identity as well, it's like, Oh no, like that's, it changes things for them. And, uh, one one thing I did want to touch on though was the attack on the city, uh, on the Golden City of Wak- in Wakanda, uh, when all the soldiers storm and Namor flies up and he's, whenever he stabs the spear right in Ramonda's face and like the glass shatters right there, I was like, whew. Mm. yeah, he. Uh, what's funny is like that was how he like planned on killing her. I think. He was like, I, yeah, he was straight up. He was like, I was if trying I kill to her here. Cool. If I if she dies in the explosion that I'm about to, cool. Oh, she's still alive. Okay, I'll fuck. Oh, whatever. I guess no. Man, yeah, that did kill way, her. I loved, loved, loved that Ramonda could have lived, but she saved Riri and died. Mm-hmm. Like that. Like that was that was a. An incredible, just another last little bit about Ramonda being the type of person she was. Like, I was just like, oh, whenever she swam downwards and was clearly struggling mm. to get back up. Like, that was not an easy swim. That was also, like, very heart. My heart was racing. I'm like, oh, my God. Like, like no way she's, I don't know. I'm like. I don't want her to go here, but it's seeming like this is not gonna go, like not gonna be good. Like you oh, go yeah. faster. And then, like well, and then we this see dress is not helping you. It's very dragging you yeah. down. And I'm like, no. I don't know. I was like worrying about everything. And the but, way, uh, and the way that 
there's the shot in the trailer of Sherry being like held back, screaming, crying and stuff. And it was like, oh, no. what? Did... And then when I saw that, I was like, oh, fuck. God damn. Mm-hmm. And that's just a... this this movie asked a lot of the actors in a way that like none of the MCU really has, <laughs> you know, like yeah. uh, and not not just storytelling wise, but literally filmmaking wise they asked a lot of the actors to like because they are dealing with something so deeply personal through this story that it's like i i I don't i don't it's just it's just very very impressive the way they pulled this off and uh that line namor delivers once he comes face to face with sure he's like you're the queen now barry you're dead let's go i was like oh oh this man is evil and he he's like the god the stereotypical kind of god you know he's he's very full of himself you know he paints he paints all of his stuff like which is or, or he gets it done you know like all of his stories he gets painted down there and like his, yeah. you know in mayan hieroglyphs or i got in um or aztec that's right. Is it Aztec or, or Mayan? I, I couldn't tell you. I couldn't remember. I think it was Mayan. I think it was Mayan. I think it was Mayan. Mayan. Um, but I don't know. It is like he is like they they even had the conversation in the movie. They were like, yeah, if you kill him, your their people are going to be pissed. That's like their god. Like you can't just kill him. You know, well, like and the fact that it's Mbaku who poses that. Yeah. He's like, uh, we know him as Namor. The other, the, the people call him, I can't remember what it was. It was like Kung Kuklan or Kung Kuklan, something like that. I can't remember exactly what the pronunciation was, but, uh, the, the feathered serpent god. Mm. Uh, and I love, I loved, I loved Mbaku in this movie, dude. Whenever, uh, like what, just cause we live in mountains, you think we don't have access to books? Like, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it was that conversation right there that Shuri was like, you know what? You got it. You got. The th- well, I guess did Shuri it's, hear that? Whenever? Yeah, sure, sure. Oh, oh no, wait, no, because she busts through mm-hmm. the ceiling. As she came man. down in after. Okay. Yeah. Um, no, because she. They have a whole conversation after that with her as the Black Panther, and that's that's when it's said. But uh, yeah, what a I cool think, like arm wrestle just to because he's obviously yoked and like. Yeah. Obviously, it would take the Black Panther to beat him. He's, like, just assumed to be the strongest guy in Wakanda, you know, yep. like, or whatever. And, like, it's just the arm wrestle. And, like, sure, he beats him. And he's, like, yep, Black she's Panther got the power. The she's- yeah, like, <laughs> like, I fucking loved that shit. And uh, another thing that I was surprised about uh, that I didn't know how they would manage it, but they did in a very compelling way, was Nakia's role in this. You know, Lupita Nyong'o as Nakia. I uh, I didn't I didn't expect her to be a huge part of this movie, mm. and the fact that she is the one who's sent to uh, she's the spy who's sent in to get Shuri and Riri out of Talakan, and not only that, but that she succeeds in doing that is kind of fucking nuts. Like Noted. I was like, okay, Nakia is a fucking badass, huh? That. Hover, bike, boat, submarine, yeah. ship, whatever thing is so cool. So cool. Um, and yeah, her just, she just straight up went in there. Ramon was like, whatever means necessary, do it. She's like, all right, I'm going to go in. Grab, she's like, it was to a T. She discovered the entrance to Atlantis. 
mm-hmm. kind of. You know, I guess she she wouldn't know how to get into the city like with the thingy that's all the way down at the bottom or whatever right, to get right. like the the wave or the yeah the little uh undertow thingy yeah but but i mean kind of like the start or i guess maybe one of the entrances yeah it's to get down there an i don't entrance, know you know i guess something. i guess it's anywhere in the ocean not just there i guess you can yeah just no but but. No, that shit was that shit was super cool, and I loved the way that uh, this is after you know Shuri is already bonded with Namor a bit, and seeing the beauty in their civilization, and why he wants to protect his resources and stuff, and uh, and that's another thing to make this movie so thoroughly about grief and uh, the the process of going through that, but then also about colonialism and fighting it. Super fucking cool. But uh, whenever Shuri is like. We need to save her. You can't, like, you can't have done this. This means war. Mm. Like, that, this, this will, this will be an act of war if we don't save her. And she's like, yeah, we ain't got time. Let's get the fuck out of here. Um, and that, I guess the Earth still doesn't know about Atlantis yet. Mm-mm. Right? No, still, they still, still not. think not that that was Wakanda. Yeah, not even so, at the end of this movie. Wait. Is that still up in the air? Are they still in like a little bit of trouble? Wakanda? Yeah, they definitely could still be, but I uh, mean trouble. As in like obviously it's just because of the like ignorance of the rest of the world that causes the problem. But like, is the US and France still gonna be like very oh. pissed? Like I'm assuming so. Yeah, I'd imagine so. Specifically the US, especially after especially after France um you know they got sunned in the middle of the in the middle of the un which was fucking incredible whenever she's like yeah bring them in and they all they all come through and it's like ha ha ha, ha we got the ass uh, i thought that was incredible but you know whenever they down the uh the u.s operatives and stuff there's no evidence that that was done by somebody who's not wakandan that's um, true they're, they're gonna assume they're going to assume it was Wakanda to protect Vibranium. Um, and it won't just be an assumption. It'll be a willful ignorance. You know, Val, Val, like she said, she dreams of America being the only place to have Vibranium. Um, so it will. What a weird, like. There'll probably way. be. Well, and that's the thing that's so difficult about uh, the MCU and their uh, messaging and stuff. They, it'll be. I'll be interested if they handle that correctly. Seems um, they're pegging her out as a villain, though. Like, they, oh, they're definitely they, pegging her out as a villain in this that movie. As a crazy woman, like yeah, I mean, that this, was like in this movie for sure. But whenever that conflict really comes to the forefront, uh, I'm interested as to how they'll handle it, or if they'll, or if they'll go the whole like it's just a few bad apples route. Uh, uh, I guess she's got John Walker, and John Walker, I think, was already handled in the light that he was supposed to be handled. People took him the wrong way, but the show handled him how he was supposed to be, I think. I think so, too. Um, I think, and so. I, I think that's, I hope, the light that they keep Vel in. Yeah, um, I, 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 I think so, what? too. I think that she will continue to be some... I, yeah, I don't think they'll ever go like, oh, she's sympathetic. No, I think Val's going to straight up be a villain. But I do think there'll come a point where they're like the U.S., like maybe the U.S. government's like, oh, we can't 
we can't keep doing this. And it's like, nah, that's exactly what you fucking would do if there was vibranium mm. somewhere. Um, like, uh, I think, I think that's, uh, I think that's fair to assume, but I'm, I'm interested to see where, where they take that, uh, the direction, the direction they go with it, because it's, a. Uh, I think if, the, if they manage to go ahead and just say, nah, like in the third movie, third Black Panther movie, the U.S. government is the villain. We've got we've got the best trilogy on our hands. If if that's the route we go, what if the third movie is because Atlantis didn't know of Wakanda before this. Wakanda didn't know of Atlantis before this. Yeah, right. They both assumed that they had the only vibranium on Earth. And that there was only two meteors. Who's to say? There's not another one out there somewhere on Earth. Ungrabbed. Un- Antarctica. Fuck it. Um, I don't know. Somewhere untouched where it's going to be the world. Tr- like, they figure out that it's there then the world is like, okay, we need that. That's not Wakandan. That's not in the, you know, in your land. So it's anyone's. It's up for grab, whatever. Mm-hmm. So it's like Wakanda versus, or Wakanda and Atlantis, not Atlantis. Talakan. Wakanda and Talakan versus the world there. And it is like, that is the movie. It's like the race, kind of like the nuclear oh. arms race. Yeah, yeah, but that way. And maybe that's how they tie in the freaking... Uh, Eternals, maybe like in the hand of fucking the Very Celestial, you know, um, in the hand of the Eternal that was inside Earth, like it raised up the meteor that was buried, you know, somehow, fuck it, you know, and then it's like the, them excavating the Celestial makes them find vibranium and then it starts the whole fucking war. Um, it's on the dark side of the moon or some shit. Um, a meteor hit the moon. Two hit Earth. One hit the moon. Yeah, one of them's not even on the Earth. Maybe that's what caused the moon. Maybe the moon. The moon is, is the meteor. The moon is the meteor. Yeah, now we're getting into it. Now we're getting to the thick of it. But uh, I, I, I kind of see the. Maybe if it's not another meteor, I kind of do see the world verse at fuck. My God, I, it's it's too easy to call it Atlantis. The two powerhouses versus the world. I, I'll just I say that. I I, I I I can actually see that being the third movie. Um, I think I think that's a distinctive possibility as well. And uh, you think it jumps as far? Like, do you think we wait until T'Challa T'Challa Junior T'Challa Junior or T'Challa the Second? I feel like it's T'Challa the Second, right? I think it's the Second, yeah. You can't. Junior just doesn't roll well. Not when you're like, royalty. Yeah, does it prince do we, the second. Do we see him much older? You know in the next Black Panther movie, like does it wait until he is a possibility of becoming the No, ruler? I don't think so. I think we'll get the next Black Panther movie much much sooner than that. Um I'd be willing to bet that uh I mean cuz I don't think we get Black Panther 3 for probably another four or five years i'd be willing to bet you know like it's probably 2027 2028 type shit um 2026 yeah, four or five calendar years but that could be 
10, 15? Yeah, it depends on what the they MCU. do with, like, super, it depends on what they do in the MCU. Like, that's the thing, is that I don't see us jumping super far mm. uh, for Secret Wars and stuff. Like, I think that'll be another True. another few years, not like, another seven, eight years, maybe. So, like, kid will be a little older, but a little older for this kid is, like, 13, 14, and that's not, that's not, mm. that's not a Black Panther age yet. Um, I do think, uh, I do think one day we'll get there. Uh, I've, I've very little doubt about that. Um, but I, I do think it'll be, I think it's a ways down the road. I think it'll be a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. one thing that I did find encouraging about this movie was the explicit statement that Namor's mutation caused him to age slowly. Um, Mag, if they, if they follow the same formula for Magneto, his story is fucking safe. Um, hmm. he could he could age slow. Just yep, could be a Holocaust survivor. Still looks still looks fifty something now. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, doesn't and doesn't obviously need... if he ages slowly, he might have to disappear, and that's why he went to his island that he you know or whatever. Like, because yeah. he can't. Just... I'm so fucking hmm. interested by what they might choose to do with that storyline. Still, like, if they have like the hidden island or it is a very very crucial part of magneto's origin like it, it's yeah, kind of yeah, not like, you cannot not make him a holocaust survivor <laughs> yeah like, like he <laughs> he has to be persecuted at that level that way it can't it can't otherwise he's not magneto you know like otherwise that's just not what the character is um it'll be it'll be very very interesting but it uh, possibly I'm trying to think of any way the MCU would do it, and if they're dumb enough to, like any Red Skull, you know, like with that Nazi, like you know, like could it be? I mean, it could be that like uh, the Hydra branch of the Nazis experimented on him and stuff. Like, uh, and it wouldn't be that that huge of a. Uh, branch away from what they do you know like uh and what his origin was but uh Mm. yeah that'll be interesting to see whenever x-men start popping up what's gonna well we've already gotten a little allusion to wolverine and she-hulk and stuff like i think uh i think these characters exist i just don't think we've met them i I just don't think we've met them mm. which is Super exciting, super exciting stuff. But uh, yeah, that little line just made me very encouraged by what they could do with Magneto storyline. Made me very happy. I was like, okay, we could, we could get Magneto in the way he's supposed to be portrayed, uh, which is what I'm hoping That's for. Yeah. Um, hmm. So cool. current mutants, we got Miss Marvel, we Namor. got Namor. Is that it right now? I guess. Reed, we saw or, Professor, I mean, X Professor X with some madness, uh, but uh, as far as like six one six, um, yeah, Namor, Miss Marvel, um, I think that's it. I do think that's it. Wow, I don't know what what is your prediction as far as what's to come from the the newly planted, um, what do they call? What's the name of them? The heart shaped herb. Heart shaped herb. Yeah. What What's your What do you think is going to come of that? I think it just, I think they'll continue their tradition with the heart shaped herb. I think that, uh, 
keeping it like how restricted they... to kind of royal ish. Yeah, I think uh I think they might branch out ways that they can use the but like that's the thing is that they would they've probably already figured out a way to use vibranium for their medicine, you know, like beyond the heart-shaped herb, you know what I'm saying? So like I was thinking maybe they could take it and like figure out a way to do that, but there's odds are they've already figured or, that I mean, out. I don't know. Yeah, I guess vibranium they they use it for medicine, but like the heart-shaped the heart-shaped herb, I guess is the link between vibranium and the ancestral plane really? Well, no, because it gives you just straight up out like the power. I don't know. Um, yeah, it's hard maybe, to say. Maybe there there could be something that like a benefit of because before it was like no way would anyone even think of consuming this unless you were the king of Wakanda and the Black Panther. There's no way anyone would even think of it. So why even go into researching what it could do for anyone else? sort of thing so like maybe it does open up a whole new branch of of everything in, in medicine somehow um, yeah no and that could be that could be very cool and like i just don't think there's a i don't think there's any indication of that necessarily like uh maybe maybe they do figure out a way to do something like that in the honor of t'challa like uh just so we don't have to face a tragedy like that again mm -hmm. I um, see them giving something to every single person in Wakanda. Some, something that stems from the heart-shaped herb. Um, and that just gives a general, you know, maybe like sort of the, the, how they can get stabbed and just straight up come back. But it's, it's maybe not something that far, but something to the people yeah. of Wakanda. And oh. then the rest of the world will be like, that's unfair. We want that. And then that's right. the, the spark, you know, and it's like, do we yeah, give it to the rest of the world? And I don't know, that'll be interesting. That could, that could be something for sure. You know, I, uh, I just don't think they'd like the black Panther is a sacred position to, mm -hmm. to Wakanda. Like, I don't think they'd sully that position by giving everybody the ability to, to be that. Yeah, I guess um, it only works if it's some dim off of the black. Sh like, yeah, it's not yeah. exactly the same thing. That's the only yeah. way it kind of works. Yeah, and so like I think uh, the the interesting question is whether Mbaku as king becomes a second Black Panther, or if there's just a, or if there's just now a king and a Black Panther, and they're not the same entity. Um, and frankly, the comics kind of take it in that direction at a couple different points. Uh, we're currently in a stage of Black Panther comics where they're doing a democratically ruled Wakanda with a council and voters and the people and everything like uh, hmm. that's currently where the story is at. Um, you know, I guess Shuri really could cool. be the Black Panther, but who's to say that most people can't have the powers of the Black Panther? No, certainly. Certainly. Or, I, guess. Uh, I, wonder... I think it would be cool if Shuri remained the only one, though, I think. I think it would be cooler if they somehow had a difference. I don't know. Like it is somehow different. Well, there's also the fact that Mbaku in that first in that first movie, he might be too prideful. He might be like, uh, whenever he's like hoisting up T'Challa, holding him with his fucking uh, mm. spear, he's like, "No suit, no powers. You're a bitch." You know, essentially, like he could, uh, he could basically. I'd, I'd mm. see him being like, I don't need that shit to be king. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm just, I'm just me. Uh, I could definitely see him going that route. Um, mm. 
But man, when he pulled up at the end and was like, I'll be challenging for the throne, I was like, okay. Man, I was like, I was at first, I was like, oh man, wait, I was really excited to see Shuri's, you know, like coronation and, and like the, the mirroring of everything. But then I'm like, no, like I, this man. is actually, this is cool. And the way when they were when they were pulling up, I was like so excited because you know I love that scene in Black Panther where they're like T'Challa, T'Challa, you know, like that shit's hard as fuck. And they were singing the Shuri version of it, and then Mbaku gets off, and it was like, oh, okay, cool. <laughs> now I'm ready to hear Mbaku's. That's true. Mbaku, Mbagaku. <laughs> yeah, I didn't even think about that. But man, yeah, this, it'll be interesting to to see where. Wakanda goes and like what the future of of Wakanda is. Well, and uh, what's what's even crazier is that like even though they had obviously such mountainous obstacles to overcome in the creation of this movie, it's a shockingly natural sequel to the first. Like yeah. it it does not feel like they took any character's direction in a way that's like, "Oh, well they were clearly overcompensating there." Not at all. You know, like, not, I don't, not one I don't think it was their original plan. I don't, no, you know, it, it, probably not the, yeah, definitely not. Like, I think it, it Chadwick's death changed everything. You know, I mm -hmm. think, like, Chadwick would have been the centerpiece of this movie again. You know? yeah. So, like, um, it, it obviously changed everything, but goddamn, did they make it fluid with did the they first handle one? it like, incredibly well. Like, they, they, and they made one of the most heartfelt pieces of, of, of film from this entire from this entire franchise in, in the MCU. Like I can't I can't confidently tell you like I talked about this on multiple occasions about the heart that you can tell a creative put mm. into a movie. You can't conf like there's no way you can look me in the eye and tell me there is another one that has more heart than this movie. Like they the creatives cared about what they were creating here. They knew they had to get it exactly right. And mm -hmm. it, it permeates through this. So, so plainly, like the, the emotions are real. You, f you feel it. It's just, it's, it's too damn good. It's too damn good. As yeah, talking about it now has, has made me more comfortable and not thinking that it's, it's recency bias. Like, uh, the Marvel movies in phase four, like alone it's already there and like and that's i don't know like the the only reason that some of the movies like before phase four that i hold in such high esteem is just because like more of like nostalgia and more of like um that factor rather than the actual critic like that they are critically good movies but this is just like it's got a lot it's got a lot going for it man like it is critically good it's an emotional experience uh, it's, it, it, it truly is one of the best films in the, in, in Marvel, like ever. Um, it's, it's, it's on a level that's, it's hard to beat, but, uh, I, uh, are, are we ready? To, do we want to declare more favorites? Do we want to go favorite performance, favorite character, favorite scene? Yes. Yeah. I think, uh, performance, it, I, I think it just has to go to Shuri. Um, yeah, sure right was fantastic. Yeah, she, she just the the step up of you know kind of being the comedic relief in movie one, basically to the main character of the movie and being With the emotional, like, yeah, emotional to go on. 
um, honorable mention to Ramonda and uh, Amon or Angela Bissett. Um, yeah, that like everyone killed it in this movie, uh, but Shuri, like I think, just kind of had a uh, she had the toughest job, and yeah. she she elevated she elevated in a way that I just didn't know she was capable of. Uh, she might be difficult, but damn, she can act. And I think my favorite scene, like it has to be uh, Shuri and, and Namor's fight at the end. And whenever she has the blade to his neck and goes through that whole realization mm. and and stops um, right then and there. I, I'm like, it was just like, it's what the whole movie culminates. You know, it's the whole point. It, and, you know, I think the maybe it's the end actually um, in Haiti. Um, that's probably a better culmination of everything. Um but, well, I but think, with Namor, you have the action the too. The culmination, uh, yeah. But the second one, the the very end is more of just a finally actually the... reckoning with with the death of her brother, and she's yeah. actually she's she's ready to she's ready to push forth. Um, I'd say like uh, the the fight with Namor, you have also the action of the fight yeah, too. Yeah. Um, and it's and it's Along also yeah, and it's intercut with with uh. Talakan versus Wakanda on that ship, like oh, it's and then a, flying back together, and then yeah. them being him like Namor being like stop or like stop fighting, and then like they're both just standing there, and then sure he's like Wakanda, like like they they all they both do their thing, you know, like everyone they both out of this. What's it like? Why is Atlantis' oh, yeah, thing? Open hand. Yeah, it's like it's like they're about to Kamehameha. Kamehameha. Yeah, they're about to freaking. Yeah. No, it uh, it reminded me. It, like, I think it's supposed to mimic their throne. The throne. Oh, yeah, like the the jaws. Okay, yeah. I see that now. Yeah, that's kind of what I think okay. it's supposed to mimic. And it's like Wakandan. Like, it, it's kind of they're more like closed. It feels yeah. like, and they're then like open. it's more open. Like, it's always they were they were very yin yang. Uh, yeah, very opposites of each other, which was really cool. But let's see, favorite shot. That's. I don't know. I really liked the the throne room had a lot of really cool shots. Whether it was in the ancestral plane with Killmonger and the fire, or like the whenever it was full of water and Shuri was even swimming through it herself. Yeah. Um, a lot of the shots can't like that were really cool came from the throne. The more floating right outside of the throne room, Ooh, dude. That's his flying cool. was so cool. They his like his flight was just done so well i don't think it goes up to icarus levels like of satisfying um icarus's flight was just something different and i it's untouched um still i think um but but this was this was satisfying though this is this is a sec this is the second best flying in the mcu in my opinion so far i think so too i think Uh, so too but hmm okay favorite let's see i think i have everything but line okay Oh, what's a line in the movie? I'm trying to think of one that like actually stood out. That is like of deliveries, line delivery. Angela Bassett's uh, like firing Okoye was like what? Like some of the best delivery. Have I not given everything? Oh, basically her Luthan speech, um, in a way. Kukulkan. That's what the that's what they called him. Kukulan. Mm. Kukulkan. I am the queen of the most powerful nation in the world, and my entire family is gone. Have I not given everything? Yeah, I mean that. 
Yeah, they don't have many quotes for the movie yet on IMDb. Um, yeah, Koye in her dorm. You have two mm-hmm. choices. You can come to Wakanda conscious or unconscious. Fucking M'Baku in the throne room. You bald-headed demon. <laughs> M'Baku was funny. He was funny, and they they had a really good balance of, oh, of he was He like, did fucking Funny incredible. and serious. He did yeah. fucking incredible. Um, but yeah, man, I don't, I don't know. But are we ready for a rating? There was a lot yeah. of great lines in this movie. I think, I think we are there. Let's do All it. right, then uh, let's start. Let's start with enjoyment. Start with enjoyment. Uh, I'm, I'm damn close to a ten, if not at a ten. This is a, this mm. is an all time viewing experience as far as the movie is concerned. Uh, emotional as all hell. Um. If not a ten, it's like nine five floor. That's yeah. I think I can't go any lower than a nine five. It is either a nine five or a nine seven five in my mind. Okay, is I'm where cool. I'm at. Cool. Um, I think it, it's literally just if you take out the Ross and Vel, um, maybe just have it be a Vel cameo at that. Like that's it. Like her, the initial crime scene that she tampered the beads, whatever. Like have it be a cameo and be like, oh, she's watching it. She cool. She's act. She's more connected whatever yeah. done um get that out and then maybe some of the the shuri stuff that i didn't like at first but that that could be uh just the way i took it off first watch um, right right so i think no, i think you, i'm with you though i think uh i think a nine five is probably fair i think that's fair yeah i like that Baby. yeah i i don't know genre wise i'm trying to like it's a it's an all-time because it's not only not only a superhero movie, this is a family drama. It's a political drama. It's a war movie. It's literally warring nations. Um, it's I'm trying to think like what's the what is the the gold standard of the MCU genre? Like having a movie fulfill its genre perfectly. The Winter Soldier. Okay. The spy like thriller thing. I like they that. Fucking nailed that. You know what I'm saying? Like I think I think it's the Winter Soldier. So um, maybe this isn't exactly a ten, but maybe it's again like a nine five or like a nine like around there. Um I can see that. I don't know. Sure. Uh, or maybe I don't know. This was the one that I, I was saying that it was like a ten. Like I there was so many cool like the introduction of Ironheart, which I am loving that suit, which was sick, and then having oh. Shuri be like, "Sorry, gotta yeah, keep sorry, it." I can't you let know. you take it, which Perfect. I love because now she gets it. to go make her own. And it's, oh, yeah. come on, she had her mark, whatever that was, however many iterations that. Oh was shit, first, she got an Iron Man suit. Yeah, um, and then had her her Wakandan suit. And now it'll be interesting to see what what she does when she goes back. I know my um, favorite line. It's Mbaku talking to Shuri when he's like, "You've gone through too much for you to still be called a child." Like I think that's uh, I think that's my favorite line. Might also be my favorite scene. Like just that heart to heart was so fucking meaningful to me. I loved it so much. But uh, mm-hmm. the way they tackled Mbaku's character in this movie was fucking incredible, and it's what makes me wish they just would have mm-hmm. replaced Ooh, favorite character. Other. I guess we didn't. Might have to be Namor. Yeah, Namor Char- was a pretty like, awesome character. Character wise, uh, well, no, I say me. Character, ooh, that's tough. It might be Ironheart. The the possibilities in my head are Shuri, Ironheart, and Namor for character. Um, 
funny. Mine are Okoye. Maybe Okoye. Yeah. Yeah. Mine, Okoye mine are Okoye, Mbaku, and Ramanda. So we had, we had, all, we had like all six of the main, main players considered here, which is hilarious. I think I want to go with Ironheart. That's the, that is like, yeah. And you know, I favorite am, character. It's not, we're not talking like, oh, their story was the most yeah. well done. You know, we, we got that all the way. No, like, I'm just. Who was the most fun to watch on screen? Like, where were you like, oh. I was, I'm Team Iron Man, and seeing someone who, I guess we don't know her complete backstory, um, but I'm assuming it is through her talents and everything that got her to MIT, and like, I I don't think she's going to be a a billionaire like Tony was. Just Mm -hmm. off, off, you know, off some, some guesses. But I'm gonna love, like, seeing the new, is that her, like, Name for like her character name, like that she will have the whole time. Ironheart. Like, yeah. Ironheart is okay. Ironheart. Um, that's pretty also cool. And, like, cool is it is the arc reactor? Not... Is it going to be in the shape of a heart? Is oh, that like the yeah. idea? Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, that's cool. Um, one of the cool things too is that she's not the only character that we know is at MIT. Zendaya's MJ is at MIT. Yo. Yeah. Yeah. Whoa! It'd be, cool. It'd be cool to see her pop back up in some some sort of. That's right. Like that. Yeah. Did Ned end up going there too? Yeah, Ned also went there, but I think they bring back Zendaya before they bring back Ned. Um, well, I especially... say like, yeah, I'd say Tom just goes to visit Zendaya and Ned, like to spy on him or not spy, you know, just to check in yeah, on him. Be like, oh, how they doing? Or whatever, but um, and then maybe I don't know. They that'd be kind of cool. I can see it. Um, I can see it. But uh. No, yeah. Let's get back to the rating, though. Um, True. We've I also guess, so, got enjoyment and genre out of the way. Did we settle on genre? Oh, I thought we came to like a nine, nine, seven, five. Okay, that's I. I don't think nine five. I felt like it did deserve the little bump from. Okay. Right. I fuck fair, with it. Fair. I fuck with it. I like it. Okay. Um, do we want to introduce to the people at large our adaptation rating? Ooh. We haven't done that yet. For do we want to do it story. for here? Because. I mean, off of what you've said, I think this would be pretty strong here. It would be extremely strong. The adaptation here was nuts. Um, if you're a, if you're a comic book fan and you're a fan of Black Panther, you're fucking with this movie. Like it's, uh, the only thing that I continue to be bothered by in the MCU is whenever they introduce something from the comics and they make fun of the name of it Mm. because it's comic booky and it's goofy like just let it be the way it is like whenever sure he was like i call it the midnight angel and okoye is like ha, 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 that's dumb yeah it's dumb we don't need to acknowledge that it's dumb you know like it's it's comic booky you know like it, it happens all the time i'm Otto octavius no seriously what's your name come on now let's his name's Otto octavius you're right leave it leave it um it annoys me every once in a while i'm like you are a comic book movie let it be um but rant aside it was still an incredible adaptation um the midnight angel stuff was awesome for me um if you read ton ossie coates is uh black panther there's a lot of great a lot of great context that this this has provided shuri's uh 10 issue comic run is a really really was namor's adaptation uh very very original um hmm. very very movie original it's uh i've only read a little bit no more but they obviously took him in a completely different direction visual wise they didn't even adapt hmm. atlantis necessarily they just went a whole new mesoamerican kind of aesthetic that they were taking it um but generally the characteristics seem to 
seem to be lining up pretty well. I think that the Namor from the comics is a little bit more of a like a disturbed sicko. Mm. Um, this guy seems like he has a little bit more good in him than than the Namor from the comics. I'd say this adaptation rating would round out to about a nine out of ten. Okay. Yeah, I'm just gonna trust you there because I don't don't really have the the knowledge to to make the the rating there. I get you. I get so, you. So fair enough. But critically, I don't. Uh, this is the one I've just been going back and forth on. I don't know where I am. I don't think I can. Okay. Well, let's see. Let's just compare to some of the ones that we've covered so far. Um, but I don't. I'd say. Yeah. Okay. The floor is like an eight floor. Then that's uh, I I don't know. Is it in the? Yeah, I tell is you, it an eight? Is it just an eight? Maybe I think it elevates a little bit above an eight. Um, okay. Because I do think this is as emotional a comic book movie I've ever as I've ever watched. I think it was written incredibly mm-hmm. well. The only thing that I think sacrifices quality in this movie is to allude to stuff that happens in the future. I also happen to think that the first act of this movie is surprisingly fast. Um, it kind of is, yeah. Yeah, you know, like, I thought uh, it was interesting to me that they didn't eulogize T'Challa at all. They mm. just they had a montage that was his funeral and then beamed him up and that was it. And I was like, okay. I can be okay with that. The visuals were stunning in that. The like, I felt the moment the way I needed to. I just thought maybe, maybe we'd hear a few words said about him, but uh, that's mm. that's all right. Um, True. Yeah. Riri's mm. introduction was a little quick, but I did love the scene that followed it. Um, and then the Val and Ross stuff, I thought we went a little heavy on compared to how what we needed to where we needed to be. So I think that there's there's a lot there's way way more good than there is bad about this movie, um, but I do think I end up coming down at around an eight five. Uh, yeah, I think nine was seeming too high. I don't think it. I don't think nine was fair, but then eight, it seemed fair, but a little a little low. I think I do like going in the middle there, and if. If adaptation is is into consideration there, that's a a nine point one, almost a nine two, um, overall for this one, which um would slot it into um it wouldn't quite make it into yo what the fuck, but it would put it in fuck yes, um All which right. I think does make sense. I think actually, it does. I in, think it does as well. In the grand scheme, because I was I was looking at the tier list, and I think we do kind of have these top two in sort of sort of order um and i'm thinking i think it I tops the fuck yes for me it would come close to it anyway like top top few do i like it more than the guardians movies I think I'll need to give it time before I can confidently tell you I like it more than a lot of movies. You know, I, I think right now I, I'm super, super high on it. And I think that I don't know how, like, it's just, it's just different than a lot of other MCU movies because of the implication of it. 
like uh there's just more to it than there is a lot of other a lot of other movies there's more there's more emotion behind it than we've ever really seen out of out of this uh out of this era uh, out of this MCU but uh it'll be interesting to see how it ages so come back in July of 2025 for when we talk mm. about it uh, again i think i think it will remain in fuck yes but I, I don't think it will keep the nine average coming back. Gotcha. If I had to make a guess, I feel like it'll drop into the eights, but not far. Gotcha. Um, I maybe not. I don't know. Maybe it it will only maybe just remains good. the same. I don't know. Like I, the only reason I say that is just for recency bias. Maybe like in that time we we will see some other holes that the movie necessarily didn't fill yeah you know yeah. that we totally wanted or something but like as of right now like i'm sitting fucking that's where it is one, yeah it's, uh, it comes to a 92 percent on our mm-hmm. old tomato meter here on the penny bloom pod which wow. is imdb as of right i guess this is you know very early there is fifty thousand ratings though still um given a 7.4 i feel low. um no, well, that's strictly, I guess, I mean, he's very critical. Let's see where tomatoes, Rotten Tomatoes would be interesting to see the audience versus the, the critical score here. Um, yeah, so an 84% um, given by the critical rating on in, um, on Rotten Tomatoes and then 95 the audience score right now, okay, which I think cool. makes sense. Because this, this is a very, if you, I don't know. It, the thing is, is if you come off of this movie hating it, it's either because it's how America and France and the world got embarrassed by Wakanda. Um, it's either because you're sexist and you don't like all these females like taking the mantle of these of the roles. Like, there's not there's not much that you can hate about this movie. I I really I really don't think there is. It's a uh, it's a, it's a damn it's a damn good movie, you know. And I think that uh, if you're if you're walking out of this movie hating it. Maybe maybe you have good reasons. Maybe you have some. It's just uh, I I certainly can't think of it. I, I certainly can't think of any reason that you wouldn't like this movie. Mm. So, it's a damn good one. Uh, I mean, shoot, man, yeah, like Rotten Tomatoes that, that went so pretty well. Like actually, like because the audience score ninety five, we gave it a nine point five enjoyment. So like spot on there. And then critically, they gave it an eighty four, and we gave it an eight point five critically. Yeah, it's kind of which is kind of nuts kinda... there. Like yeah, it, it, it does round it out. I think the adaptation and and genre and enjoyment, like it really helps it out. You know, round it out to about a nine, like ninety two. But if you take the average of the Rotten Tomato score, it's about a ninety two. So, oh, yeah. I mean, we're pretty. I don't know. Uh, I guess IMDb is generally known to be a lot more critical. Um, and this is still early on. I guess you know this is still very very early in the ratings. But, uh, wow. The opening and closing sequences will make your heart ache, but at two hours and 41 minutes, this also is one of the longest films in the MCU, and there are long stretches in it which border on boredom. I was weepy, but also weary. Hmm. That's, I, I wouldn't say I, that's long. I, I yeah, I don't know. I guess long. it didn't, it felt, it didn't feel long. 
Ah, wow. I did not know it was two hours and 41 minutes. Yeah, it was a long one. It's a long movie. That's, and that's nuts. I did, I wow. did feel the length, but it was because I had a child in front of me making that. That would do it. That would definitely do it. Yeah. Um, I, when you watch it this time, if you have a norm, like, I thought it was two hours. No, I thought it was about like two hours, two hours, 20 minutes, maybe. Like, yeah, two hours and 40 minutes. That's kind of nuts. Almost very three long hours. Long runtime. Super long runtime. And it's, uh, I did feel it, but, uh, I was never bored though. I didn't border on boredom. You know, like that's, that's the part where I don't quite agree. I, uh, I did, I did, I was glued to the screen. You know, I didn't, I didn't take myself out except for those parts where we are kind of lingering with Val and Ross a little bit too much. But, uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, man, are we re- are we ready to sign out here? I think so. I think yeah. I, I don't really know. There's not really many predictions we can really make, I guess. But it it will be interesting to because now whenever the next Marvel movie comes out, which is well, Quantum Mania. Wow. Yes, Quantum Mania. We won't be covering it until about 2025. We will um, be covering it over but, um, on yes. Patreon.com/slash Coro Bloom. So if you would head over there and lend us three bucks a month for all sorts of content and it super, super duper helps this, uh, this podcast out makes me very, very happy. And, uh, only, only comic book pull lists for you over there. Book reviews. If you're a star Wars fan, I'm reviewing star Wars books all the time over there. Uh, comic book fans. I know you are, uh, I'm doing pull lists weekly. And if you're a new comic book fan looking for recommendations and stuff. That's, that's where I'd cover all comic books that I'm reading currently. So it'd be, that'd be good over there. Patreon.com slash Coro Bloom. That's C O R O B L O O M. If you would, while it's still here, head to Twitter, follow at Penny Bloom pod, follow on Instagram at Penny Bloom podcast. If you're fucking with me and Joe, we're currently covering Andor only for a couple more weeks. We only got episode 11 and 12. Remaining, we got the 52-year journey through film going on Fridays, and this Friday brings us to 2016's La La Land. Uh, next week, we're covering Get Out for 2017. It's it's a we're coming into a very very just amazing stretch for the end of the year here for for movies we're covering on Fridays. So you got to uh you got to check those out. Um, I was Colton Robertson. I was joined by Joseph George. Thank you very much, homie. Oh, thank you for having me. So it was a pleasure to be here. Oh, and it is always a pleasure to have you. And remember, peace, love, and bloom. And always praise Chadwick Boseman.